let's catch the audience up. Uh, five years ago, I moved to New Zealand. Uh, time differences and uh, release schedules made it really hard to do a podcast. But then the world came grinding to a halt, and we were all became trapped in our homes all day. And so Bart and I yep. said, hmm, maybe we should do that podcast thing again. We're back. nether regions of the interwebs no. <laughs> is that no is, is no that a, that's not where we were is that is that uncouth well let's see what's happened in the meanwhile okay uh i got married daily had a baby all these things um, have happened yeah it's couple, real a couple of dogs it's real weird you bought a house Life. you bought a house almost you're a, you're you're like 90 percent of the way to being a homeowner I yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Do you have an accountant? Because that's the true sign of adulthood. I have a baby, but no. but I don't have an accountant, so I don't think that means. I mean, we, we I'm not an adult. We definitely... I'm just like a large baby who has a smaller baby. That's that's all I am. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast formerly known as the Daily Screening. Uh, I don't know if it's still known as that. I feel like we should rebrand. I feel like it's been five years. We should take this opportunity to to rebrand ourselves. Uh, I think I think doing anything is technically a rebrand. That's, that's true. It's a reboot. <laughs> we are we, we are rebranding. We 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 brand we rebranded from the daily screening to a hot bowl of nothing <laughs> to that's true. to something. So like <laughs> that's a lukewarm bowl of nothing. Uh, I uh, am uh, still daily, uh, and with me as always is uh, my partner in crime. Uh, Bart. Hi, Bart. Hey. You go, I've, I got a fruit smoothie here. What are you drinking? I'm drinking alcohol. <laughs> are we like... Well, it's 10, it's 10 a.m. here where I live. Oh, oh, that's fair. It's 5. It's 5.03. Yeah, that's so... that's drinking time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I could go pour because myself to... with some whiskey, I guess. It's, I mean... That seems... Dangerous? <laughs> like seems a, like a stretch. A slippery slope? <laughs> a bad precedent to set four days into a four-week quarantine yeah maybe <laughs> probably yeah how how's your quarantine going i mean obviously you're quite busy packing and and whatnot but uh, like we're staying sane we're we're, we're we are staying sane. healthy physically and mentally yeah more or less um, i'm pretty sure the covid have you heard about the covid 19 the the covid 19 is in yeah, like it's like the, as in like the freshman like the 15 freshman 15 yeah. Yes, it's the COVID nineteen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's happening because Jenna's baking a lot of stuff. Uh huh. Um, and it's all delicious. Um, and it's not. And so, like, we've been taking very long walks with the dogs because everything's closed. Like, dog parks are closed. Everything's closed. Uh, yeah. I get that though because uh, we made chocolate chip cookies. Uh, and yeah, I've been like trying to ration my cookie consumption. It's like I'll, I'll just. Yep. After cookies for, are for after dinner oh. is what I've been doing. Uh, but then last night I ate four of them after dinner. And I was like, I don't think that's yeah. rationing. That's just eating all of them later. Yeah. So we're all stuck at home. Uh, what do you? What do you? Let's ask the question everybody's asking. What are you watching? Like, how are you? How are you getting through your your quarantine? So we normally have a like 
long-running sitcom that we have returned to a thousand times that we could return to. So yeah, you know, like a Parks mostly, and Rec or it's, something it's, like that. Yeah, it's a it's a Parks and Rec. We we did New Girl, um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know, nothing yeah. nothing too outlandish. Um, but we're kind of in between them right now, and we haven't gone back to start another one. Um, so we don't have that right now. For for my part, what I've been watching is. So I have decided to do a from the beginning rewatch of Deep Space Nine. Ooh, I'm in lovely. the middle of season one, and it's yeah, man, it's it's a it's a little struggle bust at the beginning. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, those first few um, seasons are real hard to get through. It takes them a long yeah, time to it's, find it's, their feet. Yeah, it's it's okay. It'll it'll get there, and I, I don't really care. If I'm honest. Um, I, yeah. I watched a bit of, um, you know, in times of crisis and i'm talking pre-covid stuff i mean just my general displeasure with the work that i do which mostly involves congress at this point um i am like looking for sanity and i i I found myself gravitating back to next gen because i'm like i would like some moral centering please so i did that for a minute um then i started i was like "Eh, i should give ds9 another shot Um, yeah I was like, it's, it's, it's I was like, it's either going to be DS9 or Enterprise. Wait till you get to like, wait till you get to the point in the quarantine where you're rewatching Voyager. That's when you know. Oh, that's oh where no. you know things have gone downhill. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Dude, but I, I uh, I'll say this though. You know what? I did it a while back, like when I think sort of shortly after I moved to New Zealand. I was doing that because I had lots of free time, and I did a DS9 rewatch and I did a Voyager rewatch, and there are some weird fucking episodes of voyager that i had no memory of whatsoever and uh they are like super 90s things like there's a whole episode Mm. where they get like trapped inside of a virtual reality simulation uh with uh cirque du soleil it's like the devil and cirque du soleil like i swear to god i don't remember that yeah yeah it's (laughs) it's super weird (laughs) It's very clearly one of those things where it's like, oh, this is when Cirque du Soleil be- became a thing and was popular, and Voyager was like, cool, let's put them on this show. So anyway, but I just activated my month, free month of CBS All Access, and I'm excited to watch to watch Picard now that the whole thing is done. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. Um, I will say that uh, I'm not going to give you any, any spoilers for Picard because I've watched it all. Um, I, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's got some issues. Um, I think it's a little. I think it's yeah. a little slow to start, and I think there's some. Uh, I think it has some story issues, but like everybody in it is really good, and uh, mm. and I like the sort of where they've brought the prime universe, and like I, I like. I mean, yeah, I, I'll watch more of this. This is great. Um, as long as it's not pandering, that's fine. No, no, I don't think so. I think it. I think it plays with some stuff in an interesting intellectual sort of way and that's good um uh i watched uh, parasite finally which was outstanding oh we haven't gotten to that one yet oh yeah you should yeah. i recommend that that's a that's a winner uh for sure i'm actually real happy that to have seen that i mean i still there's still a bunch of the best picture noms that i haven't uh, got a chance to watch yet um but i i really enjoyed parasite i mean i like bong juno a lot so um it made me instantly want to go back and rewatch Snowpiercer and the Host as well. So, um, well, speaking of trying to catch up on movies, uh, we found ourselves unexpectedly doing a 
sequential rewatch of Indiana Jones. Ooh. Yeah. Um, how Raiders, did that, how did that go? Was, well, we didn't finish, so. <laughs> that's probably for the so best. That's, that's how. Well, so Raiders, you know, everyone has seen a million times because yeah. TBS or whoever was showing it every 10 minutes. For yeah. No, TV, like, um, Raiders is great. So. Yeah, so I mean, like, but it's been, a, it's honestly, it's been a long time since I've actually sat down and watched all of Raiders in one go. Oh, yeah. Because you just don't do it. You'd never do it. Um, it's still really good. Um, Temple of Doom, I don't think I've seen since childhood. Mm. That movie's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Yes, yes it Kalima! is. Do you realize that, that Temple of Doom is a prequel? Yeah. Yes, it is. Nobody, like... It's you know what? Bad. It's here's, here's the thing though. Like somebody actually used that to sort of put it in context uh, a while back um, on a different podcast I was listening to, I think, and it was like they were talking about um, Temple of Doom because it was somebody who was like a big Temple of Doom like defender, basically. Um, and I might have seen this video. <laughs> they made the argument that because it's a prequel, um, like the, it, it it basically you can view it as the story of like how indie became indie, you know, because he's like, he's a little more jaded and he's a little, you know, uh, fortune and glory. And like, he's a little, he's, he's not quite the, like the good guy that he is in Raiders. Um, and so you can view it, you could view uh, temple of doom as like, this is how he learned to like have a moral center. Basically. I'm pretty sure the movie's bad. Well, okay. there's, that's a separate argument. My, 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 my retort to that is when they jumped out of the plane in a raft and didn't die somehow. I inadvertently uh, stumbled into a rewatch of um, all of the X-Men movies. Uh, well, we tried that a while back. Well, because they're all on Disney+. Plus. Well, most of them are on Disney+. Plus. Um, and I realized I hadn't watched like the very like the first X Men and like X Two. I hadn't rewatched those in uh, quite some time. Uh, yeah. So I would I went fair. back to st- I started watching those and then just kind of kept going and uh, I got all the way up through. Uh, well, I got all the way up to Days of Future Past and then uh, I realized oh I hadn't watched the the Rogue cut. I'd never seen the Rogue cut of Days of Future Past. Like all right, I'll take this as an yeah. opportunity to watch that. It is quite dull. Um, yeah. There's a <laughs> yeah. bunch of extra shit in there that should have been that was rightly cut from the theatrical version and the mm-hmm. Rogue storyline adds nothing. Um, yep. and it works better without her. So, um, yep. And that's the thing about the X-Men she, movies. Yeah. They're like only half of them are good. Uh you yeah, know, like, there's just so fucking many of them. The, yeah, there's like a billion of them. The first one is fine. Uh, it's fine. It was it was yeah. the right way to introduce. Yeah, you know, in oh, the in, more, in context more, oh, at right the time. Yeah. yeah, but like the first yeah. one is fine. The second one is it's fine. pretty good. Um, and then yeah, okay. and then the third one is bad. And uh, the first Wolverine spinoff, Wolverine Origins, is bad. Uh, and <laughs> the fire escape. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> First class is amazing. First class might be the best one they ever made. Uh, I think it. I think it might be. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like. So I think it's hard to argue with any other movie is better in that franchise is stronger than First Class, like across the board. Um, yeah. And then you know, Days of Future Past is pretty good because it's you, pretty good. You get the best of both worlds because you get the first class 
like actors and you get Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, which is really all like all you care yeah, about, essentially. Days, Days of Future Past is a better version of um, <laughs> Star Trek Seven. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh, it's yeah. generations, but less sucky. Um, less crap. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, the second Wolverine movie is like okay. Logan is really fucking good, and Logan's good. And then Apocalypse yeah. and and Dark Phoenix are both kind of shitty. Like Apocalypse yeah. starts out like has moments that work, but like the whole thing doesn't really come together. And Dark Phoenix is just like a mess from minute one. I have yeah, so I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, and I don't need to watch it because yeah, if really I want to watch a movie about Dark Phoenix, it's really shitty. Well, there's always X3. It's like, did they forget they already made this movie really bad they had to make it really bad again? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. Um, the only other movie mm-hmm. I've watched recently uh, that was sort of vaguely worth talking about, I thought, was um, uh, I watched this movie, that movie Life. So it's like Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, and what's her name uh, from... Uh, the Mission Impossible, the last few Mission Impossible movies. Rebecca Ferguson. That's um, what I need to do. That's oh, what I need rewatch to do. some Mission Impossible movies. That's a solid choice. Yeah. Well, it's not rewatch. I haven't seen most of them. Oh, really? Yeah, we've talked about we've talked about this. Oh, you should um, really get on that. I mean, you got to. No, first, I know. The first but, one's pretty good, and the second one is terrible, and then uh, everything after that is really quite good. I don't love Tom Cruise. I just don't love Tom Cruise. Um, and so I've always been sort of ambivalent about them. You got to respect him for making eight movies, which are just a series of attempts to murder himself on screen for our enjoyment. <laughs> well, he's a lunatic, so yes, yes but he's an eminently he's, watchable he's a lunatic. Crazy man. Um, I've been doing a full rewatch of Community because uh, I found that it was which all... I've never watched. Oh, so it's going to be on U.S. Netflix in like a week or two. Um, okay. You should you well, should give that a go. Um, it's that uh, sounds perfect because we need we need a new set we like not sitcom but you know we need something a new light and comedy. short and yeah 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 um, yeah it's on it's all available on my like local New Zealand on demand station um, so I've just been like mm. powering through it. Um, and uh, I, I haven't haven't rewatched the whole show since it aired. And man, is it just fantastic! It is it it definitely holds up uh, in a way that I adore. This leads me directly into uh, uh, our sort of big film of, of the week, um, and really the oh, kind that's of the, the thrust segue you're of, going for. Yeah, no. Well, this is the thrust <laughs> of what I was saying. So when you said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start doing some podcasting again," and look, who knows how long you know, this will last in when I say yeah. this, I mean this podcast, but also I mean like this quarantine, this reality that we currently exist within. Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if the world goes back to normal in a few months, like who knows? Um, but uh, for now we, we have the time and the ability to, to lay down some sweet, sweet podcasting tracks. Um, and so yeah. I was thinking, okay, if we're going to get back into it, like what is our, premise going to be like what like let's let's shake it up let's do something let's do something new and my thought was um let's uh look back at some at some some classics um it might just be personal classics but some some things we haven't watched in a long time something you 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 saw once or maybe many times but it's been a really long time and uh and like 
bring it back up for a little critical reevaluation. You know, see, does it hold up? Does it hold up? That should probably be the new title of this of this podcast. Does it hold up? Um, That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, uh, Bart, you chose the movie this week. Uh, I did. Uh, and and what is what is our movie this week? Our movie this week was Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Um, so I have a deep seated love affair with Batman the Animated Series. I'm pretty sure it's one of the best things that I've ever seen. Um, it was hugely formative for me as a youth. A youth um, to the point as a youth to the point that uh, my wife mentioned it in her wedding vows to me. Um, and that's just what it is. And so, like, Mask of the Phantasm is something that uh, it, it was the first uh, full, I guess, full-length uh, movie of based on the animated series. Yeah, um, I was going to say, because nowadays that's like a little cottage industry of these sort of direct-to-video or direct-to-VOD, like, uh, yeah. animated features of comic book characters. Um, and, I, yeah, I think, I feel like, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at a history book or imdb or something but yeah i feel like mask of the phantasm really helped to kind of kick that off or if not kick off like those that sort of format but like people kind of taking it a little more seriously and like yeah like it was, oh, this sure. is a movie done not just like a, hey we can churn some shit out and the kid will watch it like there was some care and some uh attention taken to this thing you know I mean, that whole show was done with a level of neurosis that I don't think you get <laughs> yes. most of the time. Absolutely. I mean, like, to the, I mean, there's so much un, like unnecessary thought that went into the production of that show. Yeah. Um, like, and, I, mean, I don't random thing, random thing that I know in my head, and Lord only knows what bumped out of my brain so that I could remember this stupid fact. But um, the like the whole show was when they drew it was done on black material. Hmm. It's not. It's not on white paper. Yeah, like they didn't draw it on white. They drew it on black so that it would be extra dark. <laughs> like, I'm no. That's literally true. That's how they created the show, and it shows. In and it shows. Style. Yeah. I mean, it's um, and it's just like, why would you do that? Like, why are you crazy? But they did it. Lord knows it worked. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just anyway. that opening shot of the film with like over the credits, where it's just sort of like panning through all the buildings of gotham and whatnot and it is like i will say that part was like a little there's like some pretty dodgy like simple cg going on there that kind of shows its age but like the but it was a little bit ps1 yeah but the like the production design of it is still very cool you know like that whole vibe of that show where it's like it's this weird blend of yeah it's like this blend of like gothic like classic like sometimes it feels like it's the show set in the 30s or the 40s and sometimes the show feels like it's modern day or even futuristic in a way you know like it's it's very it's very interesting uh kind of style and it totally it totally works for that like batman exists out of time in a sort of way in that show yeah anyway the show is fantastic what'd you think of the movie uh yeah well i haven't so i've seen it before um but maybe only once and a very long time ago i wasn't a kid because like we were kind of kids when the show came out like we were on the older end but we were still probably in like middle school maybe like the the day so i mean not the day i i I remember quite distinctly what like what grade we were in Hmm. when that show was in its heyday yeah it was fourth grade okay yeah because i remember i remember coming up from school and i 
I'm pretty sure Batman was on at four, hmm. and then Animaniacs was on at four thirty. That yeah, and that I was felt like, right. That is a pretty strong just home from school lineup. That really is. <laughs> I was gonna say, and that and it not only was it super popular, but I mean, it spawned like it spawned a Superman show a superman animated series uh and it spawned a couple of justice league animated series not to mention the fact that it created the character of harley quinn which just had her own Mm -hmm. movie like yep which is not and it's pretty beyond right and beyond as well yeah a couple spinoffs as well um did you have did you see the harley quinn movie i did not yet which is on my list you should give it a look it's available it's, it, I'm they, probably they, gonna get to it during this quarantine. If I'm yeah, honest. well, I was I mean, say you all know how I feel about Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So she's <laughs> delightful in this movie. There isn't enough of her, but yeah. she is delightful. Um, that doesn't surprise me. She, they, I think they, they've done that thing, um, the same thing they're doing with like the Invisible Man, um, where it's they've made it available uh, for rent or early, like on iTunes and Google and everything. But it's at As sort of, <laughs> but it's at that like premium price level. It's like, oh, this movie's not supposed to be for rent yet, but we'll make it available because you can't leave your house. But we're going to charge you twenty bucks to rent one movie for forty eight hours. Oh, yeah, it's a little gross. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about that. Yeah, it's a little. But... It's a little. I mean, like I get why they do that. Why they've done that because it's like, well, you know, we're trying to, you know account for movie ticket prices essentially and plus if you're watching it at home there's probably three to five people in your house watching it with you so like theoretically it's still a deal but like but you're still sitting there clicking yes rent for two days and pay i'll pay you twenty dollars for the privilege which is yeah i mean like whenever especially when everyone else is just watching freaking tiger king anyway yeah which i haven't yet done i'm a little bit scared i'm honest I think everyone's blowing their wad early. I think you've got to build up to Tiger King. Like you can't watch Tiger it's... King in the first week. I think you got to get, you got to be like, are you applying three weeks you in and... mixtape rules? To yes, this? basically, yeah. I think you got to be like a couple of weeks down the road, and you've got like one box of rice that you're like eating a half, and like I gotta, I got nothing left but this box of rice and three episodes of Tiger, Tiger King. King. <laughs> I remember during the blizzard. Oh, you know what it was? It was the blizzard of 2015. Remember that mm, blizzard? Yeah, the one that Maybe made that. me leave the country. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, that one took something from Jenna, but we were basically stuck inside in her apartment for a while, um, uh, for my my birthday, and we were like, "Well, let's watch some Batman." Um, yeah, and they really hold up great. Like the arc yeah. is great. The storylines hold up. They're very very tight. It's 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 tight scripts and good storytelling hmm. um, and good good voice acting and yeah good art. the um, voice like, i can see why it won so many freaking awards it's yeah really it's no really like the good. visual style Even as an adult yeah the visual style of that well and we can talk more about the movie i guess um the but the visual style of it is fantastic um it yeah. like it really you know in, in a way it feels very of its time but it, it really does hold up and it still looks sort of unique and interesting um you know, Mas- Mask of the Phantasm, you know, a lot of people hold this up as, like, the best version of Batman. Uh, that Like, yeah. the, best, the best Batman movie, basically. Um, uh, do, you, do you think that's still... I think that was true for a long time um, when we only had, like, the, the Burton and the Schumacher movies to contend with. Um, but given the various iterations of Batman that have kind of come since then like do you, i don't know do you, do you think that's still true do you think it's still the best batman movie i don't i so 
I'm going to answer this question a couple couple of ways, not, none of which are direct. Um, <laughs> so I maintain the best version of Batman is the animated series Batman, um, yeah. in the same way that the best version of the Joker is the animated series Joker. Yeah. We'll get into that in a minute, because Mark Hamill's amazing. Yeah. But um, but going getting back to your question, um, the movie. So I mean, I remember when I saw this movie the first time, and I think I've, I think this was my second time watching it, second or third mm. maybe. I, I didn't really like it, um, and oh, yeah. I didn't really like it because I was uh, accustomed to animated series Batman being really sure of himself, um, mm. and again, you know, strongly centered and not invincible, but less vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and so when this came out, and it was like, oh, well, it explains how, you know a little more how he became Batman. He is vulnerable, and he gets hurt a whole bunch. And, so on and so forth it just it wasn't i, w- I was expecting just a just a rollicking batman episode. adventure yeah well in like in the exact same vein as the, as the tv show and this is not this is much no. more of a character it really um, is i was gonna say i was surprised at how little batman there is in this batman movie you know like yeah. a, a yeah, large it's... majority of this movie is just bruce wayne flashbacks yeah and it you know like this is certainly the first time I've seen it since Batman Begins came out. Yeah, um, well, I was gonna say, and a lot and of this like, ground got retread uh, in Batman Begins, Batman Year One. Right. Like a lot of this stuff has been now like very well covered territory in the larger cinematic right. universe. But at the so. time, yeah, no, at the time we hadn't seen any of that shit. No, um, and it was like, so you know, looking back after all all of the other stuff, it's like, uh, okay, and it kind of makes me think a little bit less of Batman Begins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, sorry, man. I kind of did it already. Um, yeah. But, I mean, is so is, is Mask of the Phantasm Batman the best Batman? I'm going to say no. I'm going to stick with animated series Batman as the best Batman. Fair. Fair. But it's... I definitely liked it more this time than I did yeah. when I was younger and dumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. Like I, I also think I forgot how little Batman is actually in this movie. Um, that that it's that just how much like flashback it is, um, and and not only that, but like how little of it. It's there's a little bit of that sort of year one, him learning how to be Batman stuff, but a lot of it is just like him going on a date with a lady. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird to see Batman in love. Yeah. That's, like... Mm. Well, and the I other mean, thing... The one thing I actually didn't... I think the writing, generally, for this movie is actually very strong. Like, it's... And again, yeah. you gotta give it credit for not just being, you know, 90 minutes of Batman punching things, you know? It's not even 90 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's short. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like an hour 10 or something. Um, hour yeah, well, yeah, maybe. animated, yes. Uh, yeah, 116. 116. Um, but the the one thing I would say that I wasn't one of the things I didn't love actually was um, because of the way it's presented um, like the, the, the sort of timing of the flashbacks where it's like oh he meets uh, he meets this woman uh, whose name has fucking escaped me Andrea Beaumont he meets he meets this he meets Andrea um, sort of right as he's starting to become batman like sort of right when he does his sort of first time like oh i'm gonna go try and stop this robbery but he doesn't really have the suit he's just like a guy in a mat in a ski mask basically um 
and he's like all committed to like oh i'm gonna you know i've made this promise to my dead parents and blah 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 blah. and then he basically like he's so in love with her that he almost gives it up before he starts and yeah and then she like leaves him suddenly and and then it like he doubles down and like commits super hard to being batman and that's like the first time he puts on the mask and yeah like again that's some some pretty like emotionally weighty shit for a ostensibly a cartoon movie for kids for kids yeah <laughs> yeah um but I, I, there was a part of me that was sort of like i don't think i like he, like batman i'm batman because my girlfriend broke up with me like it makes it like a little like weird well, like a little angsty and does. a little like eh. but it's like you know but it's like he was like all about like i don't know i just won't do it like if, if I, he proposes to her and he's like i'm not gonna do it like uh i'm not gonna be batman i'm not gonna like i'm gonna walk a different path and then she she leaves him and he's like no fuck it i'm just gonna beat up everybody i'm gonna scare oh, okay. everyone i mean all right hold on a minute let's 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 be real for a second i want you to name for me one single superhero who is more emo than fucking batman no no that's fair that's fair it's just like i, I think like, i just think for that there's... all we know batman is driving around in the batmobile most of the time with avril lavigne on like <laughs> would it really be out of character no oh that's great uh my cousin aj will really appreciate that joke um yeah. the I mean, the I, I just i don't know i think there's something about the um the parents thing that makes like when it's his parents as opposed to like his ex-girlfriend it just makes it feel a little I, I don't know like it's a little it's a little less i mean like literally like one of the things that people the complaints people had about like joaquin phoenix joker you know that it feels like it's yeah. like enabling. which i also haven't seen yet mm, okay well that's we should we should talk about that one one of these days because mm, there's a lot going yeah. on there. <laughs> that being said, let's we'll see what happens with our new Batman. Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. I'm I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> Matt Reeves is great. So and and you know what? I've come around on Robert Pattinson. Man, that guy's good. That guy is a yeah. capital G good actor. Um, I, like what I'm is he I'm, even I'm in into it. Besides, besides Twilight and one random Harry Potter. Um, oh, you should okay. You should see uh, Good Time, uh, which is uh, okay. the movie by the Safdie brothers, the guys who did Uncut Gems. Um, he's really fucking good in that. Um, mm. uh, I haven't seen The Lighthouse, but I hear he's fucking phenomenal in The Lighthouse. Um, yeah, uh, there's something okay. else that I really like him in, but I can't think what it is now. Um, um, there's a shot at one point where Batman is uh, he comes back to the Batcave and he's. He takes off his cowl and he takes off his his shirt and he's just standing around for like a while. He's just standing around in like his tights and his underoos and it looks really <laughs> weird. <laughs> like you don't, the underoos blend in that. when he's wearing the whole outfit, you know, but when he's suddenly shirtless <laughs> and wearing his underoos on the outside of his tights, he looks a little, it's very, it's a very bad look for him. <laughs> There, there's a weird episode. I remember there's like an episode. It's one of the Rachel Ghoul episodes mm. during the show, where he. So for some reason I don't remember why, but I remember it being awkward. He's like in his tights and his underoos, and then no shirt and no cape. Yeah. But he's got his cowl on. Oh, that's even worse. Like, 
it's it's really weird. It's like I remember as a kid, I was like, "That's strange. Something about this isn't right." <laughs> this is a very specific kink that I'm not into. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a little bit like he should have cuffs and yeah. a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the armored like you know batarang cuffs. Yeah. Um, Actually, I'm trying to think if he does. I don't know. This movie yeah, has a sex but... cutaway, also. <laughs> Again, movie animated movie for children. There's like a move. There's like yeah. a bit where they're making out, and then the camera pans out to the cur- to the window curtains, and you're like, it, ah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. I mean, like, I can. There are certainly a few times in the show when he kisses somebody, but there's definitely no sex, though. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, and that's the the Ooh. thing that I think is really <laughs> interesting, and weird about this movie is that it, like. It's sometimes it wants to be like really mature and adult, you know, and it's like I'm, we're gonna get into some deep character shit here, and Batman fucks in this movie, uh, but uh, also mm-hmm. like, like there's times where, like it's like I, I can basically see the note being like we have to make sure that in this movie uh he drives the batmobile and the bat wing and also a bat motorcycle like we need to make sure that he has we there are all the toys that we can sell later you know like he needs to have all the vehicles and all the weapons so we can sell all the action figures (laughs) that's a really interesting point because like in theory at least i mean all of so all of those vehicles are not new to the all of those are the exact same ones from, yeah. the, from the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so we've got to make sure they're all the same, in the movie, though. I don't think it's as good as the show. Is I, yeah. I mean, I'm, like the show doesn't shy away from mature things. Um, yeah. And I think I think maybe in a 30-minute format that works better. There was one bit that I really loved, actually, that I was like, oh, this only works animated, um, which is they, they have that fight uh, at the end um, – uh, where they're like they're in the like World's Fair, and they're like fighting in the model city, so it's like it's like a yeah. it's like Batman is a Godzilla fight because they're like stomping around yeah, buildings no, that was, and that was really weird and shit. Yeah, but it's like it actually looks cool and, and like if you did that with real people in a model city, it would just look silly. It would look, <laughs> it would look, it would look absurd. Ridiculous. But here it actually looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You brought it up earlier, but uh, Mark Hamill is the Joker. Um, He's amazing. Look, he's Fucking amazing. Champion. Yeah, exactly. But here's what I want to ask. Here's what I want to ask you. Uh, we were talking. You know, I posed the question: Is this the best Batman movie? Is the Joker the best role of Mark Hamill's career? Like, do you think his work as the Joker is better than his Star Wars? Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. I've been joking for years that the only reason he was do like uh, that he does anything with Star Wars ever is so that he could fun his voice acting to be the joker and like the little things that he that he does like his like i remember he said he decided up front that the joker shouldn't have one laugh um and so like he he changes him up quite a bit and yeah he's so funny and menacing and like dark and terrifying yeah but like it's it's great like i remember he, he said there's one episode where um where joker is like oh it's the it's the episode where harley quinn leaves him and goes and partners up with poison ivy and he's mm. just moping around the house and it's like a weird vulnerable joker and he's he's I had so much fun making that yeah um and i think it really says something that he's you know an actor who didn't go totally insane being the joker right um, yeah i feel like is I don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is the chicken or the egg i mean i feel like that that role either kills you or you have to be crazy to begin with yeah or 
Or Cesar um, Romero. Or you have to be Cesar Romero. Well, he just didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he wasn't willing to shave. I, mean, I was going to say, that's my favorite part about Cesar Romero. No, I refuse to shave my mustache. <laughs> you will put makeup over my mustache. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. Though, though, in retrospect, that is the exact kind of shit that the Joker would do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's in character, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Can we talk about the voice cast for a second? Because the voice cast is great. Yeah. Um, uh, you got uh, Dana Delaney, uh, another like veteran voice person. Uh, I mean, she's just a veteran character actress um, as as uh, Andrea Beaumont. Um, and then you've got Kevin Conroy, you know, coming back from the animated series, of course. Uh, Mark Hamill, who's the fucking winner of all winners. Um, but then yeah. <laughs> Abe Vigoda. <laughs> this movie's got fucking Abe Vigoda. <laughs> Uh, as the what? he's the he's the old gangster like the last gangster that gets killed uh the old guy oh, um that's I didn't even realize that abe goddamn vagoda um that's crazy uh, even crazier are the other two like my other two favorites is um the other guy the like city counselor um yeah uh, who's, who's hit who's hitting on her through the whole movie is uh hart bachner aka ellis from die hard <laughs> what wait a minute yeah and once you hear it you're like That's oh i can't crazy. unhear it hans booby i'm your white oh, knight no. he's that guy oh no <laughs> yeah. forever now <laughs> oh it's amazing right that guy he's also like became a big voice actor he's been in tons of stuff mm. um and finally <laughs> last but certainly not least is the voice of the phantasm itself just stacy fucking keach is it? Yes, yes, it's Stacy Keach, who probably recorded nine lines of dialogue. He was probably there for twenty six minutes and then left. <laughs> it's probably it's probably you know, you know who that would have been if he weren't drunk and dead? Orson, Orson Wells. Wells. Exactly right. <laughs> if he weren't drunk and dead, it would be Orson Wells. Yeah, in that order. Drunk I and dead in that come order. Here for a purpose. We gotta talk about the closing credits song. Um, what the fuck no. is that? What the fuck is that? What it's the fuck Tia is that? Ferreira for First some reason, and it's 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 weird, porny badness. Yeah, it's, it's so bizarre, very strange. It is not even yeah. remotely fitting with anything that has come before, or anything that will ever come after, or anything in no, this I plane don't... of existence. I it, it it sounds like somebody at Warner Brothers promised Tia Carrera something, and they're like, <laughs> well. There you go. I was gonna say it feels like she read this. She she had a, a deal with Warner Brothers Records, and they were like, "Ah, we got to put a song on this thing. Uh, we already own this one from Tia Carrera. Yeah, sure, just throw that over that thing. We don't have to pay for it, you know." Yeah, like no, it was. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, the end of uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang when suddenly it's like the credits roll, and it's just this like weird like bluesy song sung by Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Because Robert that Downey Jr. Right. wants to sing a song. And you're like, mm, okay, sure. I mean, he's got albums out there. They're not good. He does. He did a musical, uh, the, this uh, sort of musical, uh, with Mel Gibson, the singing detective. And that, like, helped Seems... revive his fucking career. Feels like a tactical error. All right, so uh, let's, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, first of all, uh, I want to know, uh, where do you think that this falls within the uh, the, the full realm of Batman cinematic experience. You know, we've had uh, a bunch of Batmans come out since this movie. Um, so yeah. you've got uh, the Nolans to contend with. Uh, you've got a Batfleck. We haven't even we haven't even talked about Batfleck. 
Um, yeah. Which, you know. The Batfleck. Yeah. It's like... See, I actually like... I don't think those movies are good, but I think he's, like, the good thing in those movies. Yeah, the movies are terrible. Um, yeah. I did not love all the murdering <laughs> that he does. <laughs> There's so much murdering. Okay, so in, in the pantheon of all the Batman, Matt men, Bat people, um, I don't know. And, it, like, the trouble that I'm having is that I keep wanting to separate out uh, this movie from the rest of the animated series. Or or at least the bulk yeah. of, of the actual series. I, I couldn't, I can't speak to the, the other uh, spinoff movies that were, because I don't think I've seen them all. Um, I know there's yeah. one with Mr. Freeze that I haven't seen. Um, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one either. But like if you like if you were like oh I want to watch a Batman movie now like what's your good what's going to be your go to Batman my go to Batman movie is Batman eighty nine like when I want yeah, Batman Burton, that's yeah. that's pr- the first one specifically because Batman Returns yeah. I have gone back in the past few years and watched Batman Returns it is weird it is yeah, so weird, super weird. <laughs> it's like how did this happen. I remember all the controversy around the Happy Meals, and they were trying to sell toys, and then some families were taking their kids to see it, and they were like, what the fuck is this? Did he just bite that guy's <laughs> nose off? That movie is not for children. Um, no, yeah, not so even no, a little bit. Yeah, no, so my, my go-to Batman is, is, is 89. Um, I still like the Nolans okay, but, I mean, they're a little bit much. Like, I... I feel like you really got to get in the right mood to watch those. You got to really gear up and be like, I'm, I'm doing, I'm watching this. I'm going to be sad now for three hours. And it's, I just, I, I just like, I don't want to like, I, I mean, I like them and they're good, but I just, there's so little, they're not levity. Cause you don't really want levity, but there's no, there's not a lot of relief in them. Like, yeah. I mean, Batman begins, I've seen a bazillion times and I enjoy it consistently for the most part. Um, obviously, Dark Knight is—it's a very good movie. It is. Um, it's a, yeah. like a good version of the Joker. I like the whole battle for Gotham's soul thing, but it's—that's—it's it's not that much fun. Um, and I don't know if this is no. like po- post post Avengers, uh, you know, like a po- like an like an MCU universe where I want some fun with my superheroes. I think you're missing, uh, you're, you're got a big blind spot here. You're missing a big entry in the Batman canon. I'm not missing it. I know exactly where it is. <laughs> Adam West is going to be, that's high on my list. If I, mean, I want to watch a Batman movie. Yeah, I mean. It's, Yo-ho, it's, my penguin it's is a, very high on my list. It's it's a very different proposition. That's not, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's one long drinking game that you, that nobody wins. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I appreciate it for what it is. 89 is good. Batman Returns is just fucking weird. And then the two Schumacher ones are like, it's just nipples. And I don't want that. <laughs> no bat nipples for me, please. Thank you. All right. Well, then let's ask the ultimate, the ultimate question then here. Uh, it, does it hold up? Like, I think it holds it, up. Is it better than you remember it, or is it uh, not as good as you remember it? How, what, how do you how do you feel through the lens of history and present day? I think it holds up. Um, it's it's pretty much as I remember it being, but I have changed, um, and so yeah. I can appreciate the little bit more character exploration that it does um, that the show doesn't really do. I mean, it does in fits and spurts, but um, fits and spurts. That's not the. Is that right? That's that doesn't sound right. right. That sounds it's very wrong, actually. Fits and, fits and, fits and, fits and starts. 
Sticking spurts. Spurts is a little spurts. more. That's uh, graphic. Oh, no. Broker. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, more everyone. More anatomical in a way that I don't like. I think it holds up. <laughs> I was about to start over again, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's all right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think so. I think, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, like I said, I, I was, I, I did not remember how little actual Batman was in this movie. Um, that part kind of surprised me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it is still a, I think it is still a very good Batman movie. I think it is still <laughs> in the top half of Batman movies that you could watch at any given day. It holds up. I think it holds up just fine. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Um, but you should also watch the show, um, which is yeah. superior. Fair enough. Although I don't think you need, like, you don't need the show for context or anything. No, you know? no, like, no, no, no. It's no. enough of a standalone deal that you can, like, yeah, like, if you know the show, you, uh, you know, it's, it's icing on the cake. Yeah. But I also think this could be a good entry point into the show in a way. You could watch this and be like, oh, that was, that was good. Maybe I should watch that show, you know? Yeah, that's that's fair. A good entry point into the best Batman and definitely the best Joker. Um. Well, uh, hey man, it was uh, this was fun. Uh, it's nice it to be, nice to be back in the saddle. Um, yeah. We'll do it again. We're gonna try and do this on, on the semi regular. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, I don't I don't know what we're gonna what we're gonna watch next time. You mentioned uh, we we're talking. You mentioned some Christopher Guest. Wanted to rewatch some Christopher yeah, Guest been, movies. It's been a very long time. I, mean, I think like many, many years. I haven't. I've so. never been the biggest Christopher Guest fan, but I haven't rewatched any of those movies in quite some time. And uh, I think Waiting for Guffman feels ripe for a rewatch, especially because I've been doing a lot of community <laughs> theater recently. So I feel like that's a movie I should give another chance to. Yeah, I'm not sure I've ever seen Waiting for Guffman. I've definitely seen Best in Show, but that's been so, so many yeah. years. Um, right. Maybe we'll. Maybe certainly we'll wasn't do... a dog owner at the time. But... There you go. Maybe we'll do waiting for Guffman. We got options, man. Yeah. Anyway. Well, hey. All right, well, it, hey. It's been uh, it's been uh, a pleasure. It's been a delight. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll try and get some more people up on this. Hey, Ace, what is that? Uh, <laughs> in the mean. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, stay the fuck at home, and, and a pleasant tomorrow. Whatever day it is. I don't know. What is there a tomorrow? There is no tomorrow. It's. We live in a perpetual today. It's just... Yeah. All right. World. Hey, thanks, buddy. Hey, uh, thanks, buddy. All right. Bye. All right, see you next time.